0: Hello, hello, everyone. We are back again with another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Elora Murray, and I am joined by the David Osmond. I like
1: it. The David Osmond.
0: Did you like how my voice went lower? you, You
1: went into that radio announcer voice like you were... Like the, the, the Monster Truck International.
0: The Sunday, the, Sunday, the, Sunday, the, Sunday, David, 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 Osmond, Osmond, Osmond. <laughs> but yes, David it is here with me. And if you have listened to our podcast before, you know that all of the hosts, we host a TV show here in Salt Lake City. Um, and we decided to add a podcast to it. Another form of content. There's just
1: not enough time while we're sitting down on the set on the couches and the, and the sofas to really dive deep and have longer conversations. And They're this really is a nice easy. way to do so. Uh, the show is called Fresh Living. So this is fresh off the set and we really literally are fresh off the set. Just finished today's show and coming to sit down and have a conversation with you, Laura, is going to be awesome.
0: And I'm so excited, David. Today's show is all about you. All about well, you, the amazing things you've done. And David, I got to brag about you here for a second. Yes, go for it. Because yeah, you're like, tell me how more. long is
1: this podcast we go on the Joe Rogan three hour kind of thing
0: <laughs> all about David okay. I have people who will come up to me after the show and say oh David seems so nice on camera is he really that nice <laughs> no and they don't you're oh,
1: making this up. I am
0: not making this up and I actually say
1: he's such a jerk he's so <laughs> oh
0: that you is know not why what I sit I on the other
1: side of the set because I just can't stand that guy
0: that's exactly That's what, what you I say, say, right? To them. Okay. No, I'm. I tell them, I'm like, you are absolutely right. Everything you see on TV from David is who he is. He is oh, the most kind. genuinely kind. kind human who tries so hard to make everyone feel welcome, <laughs> make everyone feel seen. He has the best energy. Our guests love you we all love you
1: <laughs> you're so sweet so thank you I that, just
0: I was like you know I have to brag about David for a little bit real quick here you're so, so everything and, you see and
1: truthfully I have been asked the same question about you and no, no jo- you no haven't. joke no joke and I say guys legitimate Disney princess I know that's the cliche and I <laughs> probably hate that I haven't asked you if you if that if that rubs you the wrong way oh I'm, I love it being a, uh, okay I can tell all right <laughs> such a dim. but you are the real McCoy the, oh, the real deal. Thank so, you, David. Thank you for the compliment. I, I return that in favor.
0: You're so kind. So let's start talking about you, David. You have sure. been, you have been away for a while performing. You're back with us at Fresh Living. Talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah, I have been gone for quite a while on tour, and I grew up performing my entire life. So I'm still, you know, a singer, entertainer, and. and and perform in many different regar- regards, and, and sometimes there certain seasons of the year that you're just busier than others. And Christmas is one of those. The holiday season, uh, it gets crazy. It gets nuts. So this crazy. Year, I, I like uh, the way you said that. I think my dad going crazy, <laughs> uh, and that's what my kids say about me every day. No, uh, <laughs> I left on tour with my aunt Marie Osmond, and neither of us are old enough to remember the. Oh, I absolutely the Os- remember oh, the too? Osmonds.
0: You, I will like. Bef- I'm going to cut in here really fast. Honestly, David, my favorite work of your aunt and uncle is the commercial they did for Ozzy Osbourne at the Super Bowl for Pepsi Twist. You are that
1: old. What? And are you serious? Yeah, Ozzy comes the out in Pepsi the kitchen. Twist. Yeah,
0: he comes out into the kitchen and he sees his kids and they twist and they turn into the Osmonds and sing.
1: Jack and Kelly. Yep. And the kitchen that was in the Osbornes, The the reality show was really popular and that commercial was fantastic it was a, those marketing ad wizards were Perfect. Oh,
0: it was amazing. That Loved together. it. That was a, a detour of my favorite work of the Osmonds. But keep going. You went on tour with your oh, aunt? No, yeah,
1: sorry. This is our we'll have an ADD uh, podcast <laughs> this whole time. Sorry about that. No, uh yeah, I was on tour with my aunt Marie. we were doing a Christmas symphonic show, so we actually toured coast to coast. Many, many, many shows, many dates in cities where we would have a four-piece band like a drums, bass, keys, guitar, a number one band out of Las Vegas that were voted and we bring them, but we we're also going every city we sat down with, we used the local symphony that was there or orchestra. And so it was a big symphonic show at some of these PACs or performing arts centers. And, and it was a really fantastic show to perform with my aunt. Uh, It was her show and I was her guest. So I go and I do duets with her and sing songs and then she'll turn the stage over to me and I'll take the stage for a while while she gets a break and a costume change and (laughs) go put some new shoes on. But we have such a fun time together and we're on a bus and we're traveling around and and just having the time of our lives. Uh, The hard part is that uh, because it's so crazy in the schedule, It's rigorous that Mm -hmm. my family, my wife, my kids uh, don't go with me on those types of trips because it's just impossible. They're in school and so many other things. Plus, it's a hard schedule. And you travel everywhere. You see the world but you don't see the world. You go everywhere, but you kind of see nothing. Oh,
0: I think that's you know? key. You go everywhere, but you don't see it. I was, I was it. just
1: this last weekend. I was in uh, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, uh-huh. and I'm literally less than two minutes from the falls, but I'm not seeing anything. I basically went from the bus to the hotel, to the stage, sound check, do a show, get right back on, go to the airport, and that's what I saw of New York, and then I race over to Orlando, yeah. and it's just, it's fast and it's furious. It's, it is fun, because you're doing what you love, right? but um, I but it's, it's not quite what it may seem to other people.
0: And I think people see performers like you, David, and they automatically think, oh my gosh, they're seeing the world, but they don't understand what you just said, how rigorous <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. But you are with your aunt. Talk to me a little bit about what it's like performing with your family.
1: <laughs> Growing up, Osmond. <laughs> this podcast is going to go long. Growing
0: It'll up, Osmond.
1: No. Um, <laughs> Tell me about your it's feelings, It's been such David. a fun time. I, I'm grateful to be associated with... I mean, legends. It, my dad, uh, that's the question I get asked most in my life is when, I, when I'm going to like TSA uh-huh. and my, my license says Utah and then Osmond, it's uh-huh. the funniest thing, Alora, because I can, I can see it happening before. I, they look down and they look up at me, look down again. <laughs> and then the inevitable question is always, so are you like one of the Osmond Osmonds? Are you like an Osmond? <laughs> and it's fun because I love to have fun with it uh-huh. and just be like, kind of play stupid. Uh, uh, what, what do you mean? What's an osman? Awesome well, you, you know, you know, like, <laughs> like Donnie and Marie, like they get excited, like, um, and I play dumb. Well, uh, who's that? You, know, <laughs> you don't, you, you don't know, Don, whatever you're playing. You don't know him, and I swear, more than often, I've had a TSA agent singing Puppy Love or Paper yes. Roses to me in front yes. of her. It is so awesome. Nothing. And like I probably shouldn't mess with song. TSA, you know, in that, especially nowadays. But honestly, they're so gracious, and it, it's fun. And there's this legacy, this of history of my family performing for over 60 years. And I honestly and think
0: you use the word legend, and you guys are, your family well, are I, well singing Well, I, I stand
1: on the shoulders of giants. I, I mean, I grew up in this family that I thought every kid's dad sang and toured right. and performed, and I didn't know any different. Uh, the follow-up question is, of course, oh, okay, so so who's your daddy? And <laughs> My dad is Alan, uh-huh. and he is the oldest of the singing and the performing Osmonds, the leader uh-huh. of the group, the producer of the Donna Marie shows, and he was the creative kind of, guy behind so many of the, the great songs and, and and productions. So I grew up in, a, in an environment for television and music and understood the power of that and the appreciation of it. And once I got old enough to know the appreciation of my family, I, I'm i grateful for who they are, but also who they are offstage. And they've held it together as a family and, and they could be totally messed up. And I can, I'll be honest, I mean, no family's perfect mm-hmm. and ours certainly isn't. And show business can mess you up. And so we're, we're odd ducks, but the fact that they have had a foundation and stayed together, and have had such incredible success, the success off the stage has been greater than the hundred million records that they sold.
0: The success off the stage, I think that's beautiful, David, because we talked in our podcast um, a little bit with Carrie and I how sometimes you meet celebrities and they're not quite who you think they are, but you guys off stage you're still really close knit.
1: Yeah, we try to be, and and we're, again we're a normal family. We. Yeah. we well, sure, we'll have our disagreements or arguments. And every family does. Well, what
0: is normal anyway?
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. And especially in show business. A showbiz family can be really, you know, you can lose yourself in the industry and also with your, your relationships. So I, 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 credit, I credit the success of who they are, were and who they are to my grandparents. Truthfully, my grandpa George, my grandma Olive, they were a dynamic duo. My grandpa was a drill sergeant in the Army during World War II. He was a tough guy.
0: Oh, he sounds hard, amazing.
1: Hard guy, but loving, just great. And my grandma was the heart. Just this great combination where my, da- my grandpa really, he, he demanded certain things. And they were they worked hard as kids. And my, my dad kind of had that same mentality. And I have seven brothers, right? Right. Uh, my dad was one of nine kids. Marie was the only girl. Lots of Osmonds. Eight boys Lots and one girl. Lots of Osmonds. And I'm one of... Eight kids, all boys, no girls. So my dad kind of raised us the same way of kind of a militant style, but I'm grateful for it, especially a da- as a dad now. Uh, there was there was structure. And as we started performing as kids, my three older brothers and I, I was number four of eight boys, and the four of us started out as a barbershop quartet, uh, just as little kids. We learned the same routines, the same songs my dad did, Love and we got it. opportunities because of my dad to perform. Uh, uh, ultimately, Bob Hope. Uh, Discovered us, put us on his national television show. Uh, Good Morning America wanted us to come over to People Magazine. And and it started this snowball of performing when I was really little. Uh, We signed with Epic Sony in in Europe and Curb Records in the States and Canada. Had a record deal. Started doing albums and touring all over. We evolved from barbershop into more of the pop boy band. We used to tour with the new kids on the block. I mean, I got
0: to tell you, David, sometimes you'll throw down these... Boy band moves, and I like, there oh, really? he is. When
1: do I f- <laughs> in Fresh Living am I dancing? In the-
0: yes, when we're dancing what, really? or the song at the beginning, I'm oh, like, "There's funny. our boy band member. <laughs> there he is.
1: Um, we uh, know yeah, him. We I love him." I credit everything to the new kids. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! No, it it, I, it was fun growing up and performing in, in many different ways. I'll try and hide those boy band moves because I don't because I can't do them like I used to. That's for sure. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and, it's just an, and my kids would well, just rolling their eyes, going, "Oh, Dad." <laughs> Please don't dance.
0: And honestly, David, you keep, and this is an, a testament to you, you keep talking about how proud you are of your family, your grandparents, your parents. And I think it's safe to say that they are just as proud of you as you are of them.
1: You're so kind. Thank you. I hope so. We're much as given, much as required. And I, I recognize how blessed I am to have, have had the opportunities uh, at a young age to be able to travel the world and experience certain things like, like um, having mentors. Having my Uncle Donnie as my buddy, having my Aunt Marie as we tour around, having my dad, uh, who's still, still with us. And, and is still so creative. And he, he's still writing. I mean, every day he's texting me like these poems and songs. And and it's such a great example as well. Just a champion of life. And I, I'm grateful to be surrounded by good people.
0: I love that. Well, I am not an Osman and I can't sing. But would you guys like to give me singing lessons sometime?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it right now. No. Singing, oh, no. I'll, get, I'll tell you this much. I'll preface it with this. Singing is just controlled yelling.
0: Controlled yelling. Yeah. Well,
1: singing is breathing.
0: Okay. okay, you're like my fiance. He tells me that singing is like talking, and I just if I sing, we would so lose he he viewers. does what's
1: called probably speech level singing. I and don't
0: even know what that is. Well so
1: singing is talking. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, your your husband is in. You know, he's an artist. He's a mm-hmm. performer. So yeah, you've got you. You, you've already I got and you perform you're a dancer like you you're on the arts so. yes
0: but David I really think one day you can give me a singing lesson I don't know if people would cut off the podcast or <laughs> stay on for the entertainment I'm really unsure but to have an Osman teach me how to sing maybe you're, you're, your good genes would just kind of fill the room and I would you know it's, get out a it's note
1: it's Malcolm Gladwell it's the 10,000 hours it's just put your time in put your the dues in and if you love it you know, do what you love, love what you do. And, but it is work. Yeah. That's what my dad instilled in us. He saw this, this, this group. He's like, if you're going to do this kids, you're going to do it right. And it's well, not a walk that. in the park and you're not yeah. just going to get, you know, it's you're not just going to get the stage door handed to you. Like you're going to, you're going to put your dues in. I, I appreciate the hard work I learned as a kid. It paid off when I had to go do different styles of music, not just the pop and the boy band, all the moves mm-hmm. and the just countless days and hours of just rehearsals and practice. But when I got opportunities to, you know, like, for example, take over for my Uncle Donnie yeah. as Joseph in Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Coat and play that role for five years uh, with all these different companies. Oh, that's, amazing, that's a whole David. different style of voice yes, and performance. Is. And you've got this fourth wall, and now you're doing uh, a totally different kind of show. To have the, the foundation I had was such a blessing to go move into those roles. And then to start being a solo artist and writing my own music and pop music, and, and, and as an early 20s, like, kind of doing that thing. Um, I love music. Uh, music is what feelings sound like. Oh, I and think
0: that's beautiful. Everyone, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> music it was is
1: written down, and I stole it. So music
0: is. Oh, well, I, I thought you said it. No, well, <laughs> <You> <laughs> don't credit me,
1: or I'll get sued. No, I don't think it's trademarked. <laughs> but in any event, we learn from each other, and and I learned from some great people, and and still I'm learning, and and I, I just I love the medium of music and how it can influence lives and 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 change hearts. It can really touch people and and speak a language that, that words alone just cannot. And I, su- I saw that just this last weekend, yeah. especially right now. I mean, this last two years, we've been through, as a, a, as a worldwide community, yeah. crazy things. We and we were have. going into some of these performing arts centers as the first show back in two years. Or year How did half. that feel? You could feel the energy of just, the, it was palpable. the excitement to see a show, to experience a live performance and to connect with someone through music is more important than ever. I think we've been deemed in some ways as an industry, the entertainment industry, the the least essential. Mm -hmm. And I think we're learning that it might be the most essential or one of them. We need connection. We need to feel something and music can do that.
0: I think that's beautiful. I think connecting to people right now is more important than ever, like you said. And with that, Um, music can do that. And David, you have worked so hard. It's one of the reasons we love you. You work so hard and things haven't always been easy for you. You are a huge advocate for MS. Talk to us a little bit about that. And when you were diagnosed, because I don't know if a lot of people know that.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I live with every single day Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, my dad, back to my dad, Alan Osmond, he, when I was a little boy, uh, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, MS. Huh. And when he first was, had the diagnosis, um, he'd never heard of it. Huh. And I'm a little boy. I'd never heard of it. Right. In fact, he went to his doctor and said, MS, what, what is that, many sons? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got that. You're like, yes, <laughs> in <always> fact, <laughs> I do. <laughs> multiple sclerosis, if you think of it this way, means many scars. So it's an autoimmune disease of the central nervous system. So your brain and your spine and the wiring in your head, everything that makes you function in and uh-huh. move and think and feel and see and everything, uh, the immune system attacks that, causes scarring and lesions, sclerosis on the nerves and and those connections. So all of a sudden, it short circuits your ability, your electrical system to connect your brain to the rest of your body. So, it most most people deal with lots of different kinds of symptoms. The typical ones are it stops you from moving. So when your brain says move your finger, well there's been a scarring, a damage. It's like the wiring in this cable to my headphones or your phone charger. If this got damaged and short-circuited, the signals can't get through very well and maybe even die. So all of a sudden, the signal from your brain to your finger to move doesn't get through, and it stops you from moving, or it stops you from seeing, stops you from feeling or tasting or some internal organs or your cognitive ability to think clearly. Uh, It's so scary. It is scary. It's, It's wild. And I saw my dad decline slowly over time where he had to ultimately leave the stage. So he doesn't perform much anymore Mm -hmm. uh, at all Mm -hmm. um, because he can't physically get on stage and do that. Uh, And I do remember as a little kid when he had that first diagnosis, he came home and he told me, he said, David, I may have MS, but MS does not have me. And he said it with such conviction, and he still says it today, and I get emotional because he means it and he lives it. Mm -hmm. And that may be his bumper sticker, but having a dad with that kind of example and conviction was such a gift that I didn't realize at the time. Because years later now, here I am in L.A. I'm working with Brian McKnight. I'm working with people that I, heroes of mine, and I'm doing my own music. And I meet my wife. Like we're dating. I, I met her. In the last place I ever thought I'd meet my soulmate was in Vegas. <laughs> and I'm in L.A. And so we did this long distance thing. I and love it. And and you know I'm trying to figure out life and and career and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll. Long story short, I start having these symptoms that started quickly with pain, crushing, burning pain, and it started in my toes, and I was dating Valerie, and I told her, I said, my feet feel like they're being run over by a steamroller. Like I feel like I'm being crushed, you know, and uh, it progressed very quickly. It moved all the way up the pain, all the way to my knees, my chest, my waist, my chest, hit my hands, my eyesight started to diminish. I start tripping and falling, and in a matter of just a couple of months, I'm in a wheelchair, and... And I don't know what's happening. Life is turned upside down. And the last thing I thought was MS, because this wasn't like my dad. Yeah, it took him years to get to oh, where he was. And
0: yours just happened And I was that. worse off than
1: he was in a matter of months. So I didn't even think MS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took quite a while to get an uh, official diagnosis. But when they said, you have MS, um, I've been living with it for many years. Um, uh, there, there's a We don't have enough time, even in this podcast, for this today to really give you a full detail on on. My story, but I will down the road, but the long story and short of it is after even a year of being in a wheelchair, if you don't believe in miracles, I, I pray you believe one. I know you do, and because I, I, I'm living one, uh, and today's a good day, because I've been walking I've been out of my wheelchair without assistance since our wedding day.
0: How many years has that been?
1: It's been coming up on 15 years 15 in April. 15
0: years without a wheelchair. Yet,
1: I still have MS, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have me. And trust me, I feel it every second of the day. Right now sitting here, my feet are on fire. My legs are burning like crazy. I feel the pain crushing me still. Uh, They're moving. My legs are moving pretty good. I I don't do those boy band moves as good as I used to.
0: (laughs) Well, I enjoy them. We all enjoy them.
1: My eyesight's back pretty good. My hands are moving pretty good. My cognitive abilities. I've had my relapses and remissions. And I have a different form of MS than my dad does. He has one called primary progressive, and I have relapsing remitting. So mine truly is like a roller coaster. But that scarring on the brain, Mm -hmm. the lesions, I have lesions everywhere, all over the brain and through the spine. And my neurologist, even my last appointment, he looks at me and says, David, i got to be honest. If I didn't know you and I didn't see you walk into my office right now, and I just looked at your scans, I would say that's the picture of a guy who could be totally paralyzed. So the fact that you're walking in here is unbelievable. So I'm, I'm, I recognize the blessing in that and the miracle of what I'm experiencing today. And today is a good day. Tomorrow, I don't know, but having MS might be the, one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it's given me such a fresh perspective of appreciation and what I, not what I don't have anymore, not my disabilities, but what I still have, what my abilities are. And that means more to me than anything. I drove a car up here today to do the show. I remember not being able to get from one room to the next by myself. To, to be able to walk up the stairs, to be able to get on stage now, to still perform, to still do music, to come be with you guys, to, to do anything, to be a dad. I, I recognize my blessings, and I appreciate them that much more for what I still have versus what I don't. I and that's, that's the miracle of the MS that I'm living with still today. And I recognize how good I have it. Versus other people, so I try to give back through the MS community as much as I can.
0: And how do you do that? Why is it you mentioned it a little bit? Why is it so important to you to give back? Because you r- recognize the blessings you have. Why is it so important? Because
1: people are hurting. People need hope. And that Finicello, I don't know if you know she is. She used to be on uh, the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day, and she was. Uh, she was one of those sweethearts. Oh, you, uh, you know I know the Mickey Mouse Oh, you scope, know. Well, David. Finicelli, no. <laughs> she was a friend of my dad. You know ha- I know. And she had MS before she passed and had an aggressive form. And she, my dad contacted her as one of the first people he trusted to say, hey, I have this thing, you know, like, what do I do? And, and she gave him lots of good advice as a friend. One of them was, Alan, it's not the disease that gets you down, but it's the lack of hope. And people need hope. We all need hope. We all have struggles, whether it's MS or it's cancer or it's diabetes or it's financial issues or it's depression or it's anxiety. We talked about suicide on the show today. Whether it's darkness, there's hardships of life, there's pain for everybody. But I've learned that despite the fact that pain is inevitable in life for people, suffering is truly optional. I've seen that because I knew Annette Finicello. I saw how she dealt with it, how my dad deals with this MS, help cancer patients that I know. My mother-in-law who passed from breast cancer uh, at 55. What a, what a joy. What a, what a life. But there was pain there. There was hardship. So I feel compelled through my challenges to give back to others because we're all struggling. We're all fighting. We all have something, some stuff. And, and, and we need each other more than ever.
0: I think I'm getting over here getting emotional. You can see me. I think, David, you truly are a beacon of hope for a lot of people, not just because you're out there helping people, but the way you live your life and the way I see it when you interact with our guests. I see it when you interact with us. You bring with you such a ray of light and that hope, and I think that's such a beautiful thing, going through everything you're going through every day, but focusing so much on others and focusing on the good that you have. I think... That is a lesson that yeah. can be taught to a lot of people, and you live Thank it you. beautifully.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I tried, I, I'm not perfect. I got a lot. Who to, is? So yeah, I, 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 I got a lot to turn on my mind. But I think I appreciate the compliment. I do love people, and I appreciate where they're at. And as I'm doing projects now, I try and put my heart into it in a different perspective than I ever did before. Uh, to be here on this show with you guys with, for fresh living, I also host a kids' TV show that's on every single weekend. It's uh, called Wonderama. And I've been able it. to do that for the last six and a half years. It's phenomenal to see these kids shine and give them a platform. Uh, I have a big band, um, literal, true big band like a Frank Sinatra with my buddy Caleb Chapman, who's here in Utah. We have the Osmond Chapman Orchestra. Oh, tell us more about that. It's a 16-piece big band, and it is awesome. My first cassette tape I ever had when I was a kid was Frank Sinatra, and I was hooked. So to have my own big band now with Caleb is so awesome. So check it out if you can, if you're going to go stream something. Osmond Chapman Orchestra. Let me know what you think. To perform with my aunt Marie to, to do music, uh, uh, even on other career things when i 'm off the stage, uh, you mentioned people and just connecting with them uh, locally i 'm the Utah market president for a company called tribe house and so i'm when I leave here i 'm going to an event down in at our one of our corporate offices in Pleasant Grove where we connect and build relationships because in business, actually you know most opportunities all opportunities in life happened because of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so you don't look at people as an ROI, a return on your investment. Like what can I get from you? What's in it for me? Everyone's kind of dialed in usually in business into the same radio station, WIFM. What's in it for me?
0: Oh, I was like, I've never heard of
1: that. And the the culture, (laughs) the reason I got involved with even this company is because of what you talked about connecting with people and business will happen. Relationships are what's what matters. It's not the Rolodex, not the business card. The How many people do I know? How do you? How much do you really know them? And as we build true connections, true relationships, all the other stuff will happen. You know, business will flow f- freely and and productively and honestly and genuinely. And that's what I've learned through music, through my career, is these every opportunity is rooted in a relationship. Where I've performed, how I, how as kids, how did we get. Recognized by Bob Hope? How did my dad get recognized as a kid by Walt Disney? Like, how did they get launched? Like, all these stories of our lives, how did we end up here at KUTV, at CBS? How did, th- from a relationship, things that happen, and I- there's power there. So focus on the people, your tribe, your family, your people you trust that are at that are home, and, and appreciate them, and give them your genuine self, and, and your life will be blessed.
0: I think that's beautiful, appreciating the people in your life. I think relationships with people, like you said, are truly the most powerful thing that we have. And being kind to them and looking out for them and making those true, genuine connections really are the things that change the world.
1: Yeah. One of the things I I believe in is something called learn, serve, and grow. Mm -hmm. When you learn about someone, you should Find a way to serve that person. Find out what I their needs that. are. Maybe even without them asking. Maybe they're not comfortable. Or maybe ask them, "What do you need, and how can I help serve that?" When you have that mentality, not what not what they can give you, the relationship will grow, and you will have a true friendship, and your life will be blessed. And you, and that comes in so many forms. Yeah, if you're thinking financially, if you're out there hustling, there's so many people out there just struggling in their jobs. Like we're tr- we're all trying to make it. We have so many responsibilities: family, career. Faith, everything around us, we're we're, we're so busy. But find ways to step outside that that fast stream and and be able to connect in something a little more slow, low-key, and and focus on the genuine relationship. Your life is that much more richer and more fuller.
0: I couldn't agree more, David. And I know... Big things are going to happen for you in the future besides being with us on Fresh Living, which we love, love having you. Knowing you is such a joy. And then I get to work with you. And you and I get to sit, you know. <laughs> our desks are by each other over here in the corner. So David gets to hear me laugh obnoxiously and talk at him many days. No,
1: I love it. I seriously do. And it's its funny as a, as a team. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, we have such a great time. In fact, such a good time. I think we make too much noise. They have put us in behind all these glass walls <laughs> into our own little fishbowl. So we have all our cubicles and desks and everything. We're in our own little space. Our own little corner and our own little chairs. That like, gets awesome. And I get to be in the little corner in the back with uh, the with, game, ha- able to hang out with you ladies. Like, I, I have seven brothers and no sisters. So being able to hang out with you guys, I mean, you, you like my sisters. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, you're
0: our cool older brother. <laughs> yeah. What does the future hold for our David Osmond?
1: Oh, man, let's see what's coming up. Uh, I got a ton of performances with the big band, Osmond Chapman Orchestra. Uh, I've got a lot of shows with Marie coming up. Uh, we've got a lot of tour dates coming up even this next month and that mid March and in the future, uh, the kids TV show, tons of stuff going on back there for the weekend. Uh, fresh living Mondays and Tuesdays at one o'clock. Hey, there check it out. Are. I got that every day. And then with tribe house, a ton of really fun events connecting Utah's top executives with each other. It's, it's, I live a blessed life. And then most importantly, beyond all the career stuff, I'm a husband and I'm a father. I have the most amazing wife. She is the most patient woman and, and with my schedule and uh, the support she gives me, like, she's incredible. And I don't think you've had a chance to meet her know, just I yet. I was just
0: going to say, I haven't met her, and I'm so sad that I haven't met her yet.
1: She's awesome. Her name's Valerie, and we have three beautiful kids because of her. Uh, I, I'm glad I didn't me- mess up the mix there. <laughs> we have two girls and a boy. Saffron is our oldest. She's 12. Azalea is 10. And Everest is, is 6. So two girls and a boy and and i' just I'm loving this phase of life watching them excel in school and and club soccer it's like consuming us with the soccer stuff right I now but it's so it. fun to see them do well and have a passion for something and 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 I, I, I recognize how blessed I am so today is a good day uh, appreciating the little things and and I'm grateful to be here with, with you guys. I learned so much from you as well. And I appreciate your positivity, Laura. Thank you, David. If I haven't said it enough, I, I garner so much from you as well. You, you're you the genuine article. You come Thank in every you. day with, with that laugh, <laughs> that smile. <laughs> that laugh. That can, <laughs> and it's real, so I appreciate it.
0: That can sometimes pop the mic. Well, I am so excited to meet your wife. Maybe one day I'll just show up at your house with yeah. food and be like, I'm here sure. for dinner. David, it has been so amazing talking to you today on our Thank podcast. You. you truly are, like I said. A ray of light a beacon of hope for so many people what do you say we wrap this podcast yeah you bet up? and
1: thank you all for listening thank you for supporting the show uh, we couldn't do this without you so thank you guys so much
0: all right we'll catch you guys next time congrats you made it to the end if you want to continue to freshen up your day You can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.